The following podcast by the Kingdom Voice, Dr. Dana Carson, is made possible through DCKM Partners, assisting people in knowing God, making Him known to others, and spreading the Kingdom message around the world. Check out our website, drdanacarson.org, where you can hear much more from the Kingdom Voice. In this gospel of the Kingdom, the good news across the world. Coming up today, Dr. Dana Carson will help us realize that the devil is a real living being who is trying to destroy our lives. But until you get the revelation that he's not simply the devil, he is the he is Satan. He's not simply a deceiver. He is your adversary, the devil. He's walking around seeking whom he may devour. The devil is trying to destroy your life. You dealing with temptations, but you need to be dealing with your adversary. As kingdom believers, we must know our spiritual enemy and take the time to carefully understand his identity, tools, and tactics in order to effectively continue Jesus' kingdom ministry against him. In today's message, Dr. Dana Carson will be teaching from Luke 4, 31 through 37. Jesus, the devil, and the kingdom of God. Before we jump into today's message, we want to let you know that you can go even deeper in your understanding of this kingdom message through the Kingdom Bible Study Guide, Jesus and His Kingdom Ministry. This Bible study guide is written with you in mind to assist you through devotions and in-depth studying of your faith. Visit our website, drdanacarson.org, to order your copy today. Now, let's tune in to what God has to say to us through the ministry of Dr. Dana Carson. After the fall of man, Satan has dominion over humanity through their bloodline and their sinful nature. Now, God cursed the animal beings because Satan used him. Now, it is believed in antiquity and Near Eastern theology and thought that Satan used to walk as a snake upright. Snakes used to walk this way. And when the snake allowed Satan to enter into him and to be used by Satan, his curse from God was that you will be a slithering animal whose tongue is constantly flickering out of his mouth, tasting the dust from which man came. He says you will be in a place of forever humiliation. Now, he says to Satan, I'm to look to your neighbor and say he's talking about the devil now. He says to him, he says to the snake, he says you shouldn't have let him use you. Look to your neighbor and say if God will punish a snake, you know he surely will punish you. If he'll make a snake crawl, what will he do to you? So now, because of that, 
the symbol of the serpent is now associated with the devil. He's no longer Lucifer, and so now he's called the serpent. Oh, God, help me. And as a, his curse, the serpent has to slither, no longer walk upright. And then it says, God says to the serpent, devil or serpent, there will be enmity between you and the woman. Oh, I wish I could teach right now. Holy Ghost uh, just really was speaking to me when I was preparing this. And the Holy Spirit said, that's why women love spiritual warfare. Because women are more devil sensitive now. Uh, since the fall, he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman. And that's the reason a lot of men are insensitive now to spiritual warfare. He says, so there will be enmity between you and the woman and her seed and your seed. He says, her children will be against you. And then ultimately, she will bring capital S, the seed, the Messiah, and he will bruise or crush. He will bruise or crush I'm, I'm saying he will bruise or crush, which is a downward pressing in Hebrew is shoof. He will shoof you. Look to your name and say he will shoof you. That means he will press you down. Thus, after the fall of man, Lucifer is known as the serpent. Because of his usage of the snakes. He is now in control of the philosophical thinking of humanity. And their subjective understanding of knowledge of good and evil. Satan now blinds the minds of men that they may not see the glorious gospel of Christ. Thus in time and and in the Older Testament, when we try to get a sense of who the devil is, we see in 1 Chronicles 21 and 1, the text states that Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel. Now, we don't have many uh, citations to the devil. But God cited this one. A man after his own heart. He, he tried to make him become rational. He tried to make him become logical. He tried to make him become dependent upon his own personal resources. Rather than what God said do. See, listen, it doesn't matter what your enemy has. If God is for you, just like he allowed Abram's farmers to, de to defeat the four military kings, God will give you victory with a toothpick over a sword. For if God be with you, he's more than the world against you. We know Satan tries to get men to count the numbers. And then based on the numbers, 
They believe or disbelieve what God is going to do or not do. It's critical that we understand that Satan tries to move people based on logic and God moves people based on who he is. You can't look at your sickness and disease and determine whether you'll live or die. You cannot look at where you come from and determine whether or not you'll be successful or unsuccessful. See, when you start to measure things by your intellect and your past and your experiences, you lock out the power of God. And, they, and what you do is you give the devil mastery over your life and over your situation. For we look not at the things that are seen. For the things that are seen are only temporary but the things that are not seen these are the things that are eternal look to your neighbor say if you can't see it is God the next time we see Satan is in the Job narrative which depicts Satan as the tormentor of mankind who afflicts him with sickness and suffering who has the power over natural disasters Job chapter 1 and 2 we also further discover though fallen Satan still has access to the throne for he goes in the presence of God for accountability purposes and also he attempts to accuse the brethren before God. We look at Zechariah chapter 3 in verse 1. And Zechariah says, The Lord rebukes you, Satan, on behalf of his covenant with Jerusalem. Zechariah chapter 3 verses 1 and 2. When it comes to the devil and his spiritual dynasty of fallen angels, we're not privy to their activity among people on the individual basis in the Older Testament like we are in the Newer Testament. It was not into the intertestamental period, the time between Malachi and Matthew, that the world of spirits became a strong topic of discussion, beliefs, and experience. The personification of evil in the form of demonic possession and expulsion became a practice after Israel clearly had given over to the deception of Satan as a nation and they lost their way and now were no longer under national attack because they had been defeated and now they were under personal attack of the enemy. Thus in the intertestamental period of time Israel concluded that this age was an evil age under the sway of Satan and that he was controlling the very atmosphere of mankind and that spirits could enter into a man's body through the air and what he ate and what he drank and generational curses among other things allowed the devil to enter in. Satan is now clearly recognized among Israel and they are now sensitive to his activities 
and contend that when the kingdom age was to come, that Satan would be cast out and a new age would be ushered in. Thus, when we enter the world of the New Testament and the kingdom ministry of Jesus, Jesus now must contend with the archangel of humanity and the kingdom of God in time, Satan. Now, Jesus, when we see Jesus come now, he's got to now deal with the devil. Look to your neighbor and say, Jesus got to go head up. And look, and look to your neighbor and say he's going head up for you and I. See, the, the first Adam went head up for you and I and he lost and we became subject to Satan. But now the last Adam is going head up for you and I and it's up to him to give us authority over the devil. Thus, when we look at the ministry of Jesus, we've got to examine his interactions and encounters with the devil. Can I just preach just a little bit longer? Thus, when we look then at the ministry of Jesus, we see that he has four stages of demonic interaction with the devil. We see that he has an interaction with the devil for his own identity. Thus he's led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. What? By the devil. Rachel, you're going to like this. Listen to this. Now, uh, I, need, see, I need some women that like uh, to understand. They, you understand a little bit better that there would be enmity between you and the devil. And I want you to get this now. So, he's led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Now, the word devil is diabolos. Everybody say diabolos. Dia, which means through, balos comes from balo, which means to throw. So he's an accuser, a slanderer. <clears throat> he's always talking about folks. Now, so he's, he's a slanderer. He's a false accuser. He's, a, he's he who divides people for no reason. <clears throat> now, Thus, I want you to see in, in Matthew 4 and 1, he's led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. <clears throat> but in verse 10, his last temptation, everybody say last one. Ooh, I like this one here, April. Listen, this last one, uh, Finley, he says, bow down, Satan says, and worship me, and all this can be yours. Give him, saying, take the shortcut. He said, this time, away from me, Satan. He says, we're not to tempt the Lord God. He says, we're to worship God and him alone shall we worship. And he says, away from here, Satanas. Now, I want you to understand. He goes into the wilderness dealing with Diabolos. But by the time he gets to his third encounter he says get away from me satanas so he now he goes in and he's tempted by the deceptions of satan but then once he overcomes the deception of satan he realizes you're an enemy against me i'm sitting around here entertaining what you throwing at me and every time i talk to you and entertain you as diabolos you seduce me and he he said but this time I found you out you're not 
see devil and Satan, they are covering two different perspectives. He went in to be tempted by the devil. He came out because he gained victory over Satan. The devil can become your friend because he accuses God. He accuses his word. You know that ain't going to be God lying. They lying. It ain't going to be like that. But until you get the revelation that he's not simply the devil, he is Satan. He's not simply a deceiver. He is your adversary, the devil. He's walking around seeking whom he may devour. The devil is trying to destroy your life. You're dealing with temptations, but you need to be dealing with your adversary. Thus, there is a distinction between the usage of devil and the usage of Satan. Devil is used 38 sometimes in the New Testament and Satan is used 34 times in the New Testament. Thus, Jesus has to deal with him in identity. Then he has to deal with him in deliverance ministry. Thus, in Luke 13, 15, and 16, the Pharisees charge him up for not being religious enough, for not paying attention to restrictions. We don't do that on Sunday. We don't do that on Saturday. We, we don't do that. We don't take all that time. It shouldn't do this. You're violating religion. Don't you know what our customs are? Jesus says in Luke 13, 15, and 16, after he heals this woman who Satan, he says, has bound for 18 long years. He doesn't say Diabolos, he says Satan. He didn't deceive the woman for 18 long years. He, 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 he was an adversary against the woman for 18 long years. And he says, do you understand how long this woman has suffered? And you trying to tell me we can wait till tomorrow to deliver her? He said, I want you to know this woman is sick today, not because of physical diseases. She's sick because Satan has bound her. See, we don't deal with the devil anymore. We don't associate sickness and disease with Satan anymore. Everything now is about diet, exercise, and healthy living. Uh, but let me tell you something. They weren't running around with guts in Israel, but they had sickness and disease. Y'all don't like me this morning. See, Jesus in his deliverance ministry, he had to deal with the devil. See, that's what's wrong with the contemporary preacher you don't deal with the devil all you do is deal with congregations and sermons we need somebody to get anointed to deal with the devil Jesus went at this woman's disease 
realizing that she was sick 18 long years because Satan had bound her. Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 6 what we traditionally call the model of prayer, the, uh, the Lord's Prayer, which is a model prayer. He says in verse 13, he says, deliver us from the evil one, which means the one who causes hurt and harm. I'm trying to tell you, your hurt and your harm is not coming from your friend, your husband, your wife, your children, your co-worker, your boss, your school teacher. I'm trying to tell you, you got an evil one out there. Just like you believe in Jesus, you better start believing that there is a devil and there is a Satan. Thus, he says, deliver us from the evil one. Why? For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Thus, when we look at Mark, Mark 1 and 22 and 24 tells us about Jesus speaking with authority and unclean spirits came out of people. And the people marveled and said he delivered people with a word, not an incantation, not a formula. He commanded demons to come out and shut up. The Bible says in Mark 1 and 34, he cast out many demons and did not allow them to speak because they knew who he was. They said in Mark 3 and 11 and 12, unclean spirits were falling down and saying, thou art the son of God. I'm trying to tell you, after Jesus understood uh, uh, and matured from Diabolos uh, to Satanas, he was no longer going to be deceived by the devil. He was now going to fight the devil. He was going to cast the devil out. See, that's the problem. We keep on trying to deal with deception. But at some point, you got to move and mature past deception. You got to know the word of God to such a degree that you say, get thee behind me. Since I can't get no help. He deals with him in deliverance ministry. Then he deals with him with his disciples. He teaches his disciples. You need to understand when I give you authority and the power over all of the power of the enemy. You need to understand I saw Satan fall like lightning. He ain't all he tries to make himself to be. He must be subject to the power of God. If you use my authority, if you use my name, demons got to bow to you. They got to come out. They got to clamor up. They got to kowtow. They got to beg you not to cast them out. So he teaches his disciples about the power of dealing with the devil. And he gives them power over sickness and to cast out demons. Mark 3 and 15. He teaches that Satan's authority is not original. 
and that it was given to him, Luke 4 and 6. Satan knows he got authority given to him in the garden. It was not his. Thus he teaches them, Satan desires to sift you like wheat. Luke 22, 31. Every disciple needs to know that you on Satan's shakedown list. You on his sift list. Unless you casting him out, he's desiring to cast you out. Thus in Luke 22 and 3, the Bible says just like Satan entered the serpent, he entered into Judas. Satan can enter in. Doesn't matter whether you walked with God or not. He can enter in. Thus Jesus teaches his disciples about the devil as one who sows tares or bad seeds in the field of God. And thus bad seeds are those that Satan planted in the realm of God's people. And they grow up to be tares. Jesus teaches in this text the laws of kingdom government and authority law number one every kingdom divided against itself will fall look to your neighbor and say if we're going to do great things in God we got to watch out for Diabolos and understand that he's Satanas what I just said was you got to watch out for his temptations. He makes things look better than they really are. You got to understand he ain't trying to bless you. He's trying to destroy you. He is, he is not simply a deceiver. He's a destroyer. Law number two. Satan cannot cast out Satan. I'm going to say it again. Satan cannot cast out Satan. Satan never going to go against himself. So you don't have to worry about whether something is of God or of the devil. Because if it ain't in the scriptures, it's of the devil. Law number three. Jesus said, if I cast out Satan with the finger of God, then the kingdom has come unto you. Jesus teaches us that by the Spirit of God and by the authority of God, demons got to leave. Sickness and disease has to go. I wish I had somebody to hear me this morning. Jesus understood that the key to the kingdom was casting out the devil getting him out of your mind getting him out of your body getting him out of your situation and your circumstance you're never going to go to your next level until you deal with your present devil you got to deal with the devil in your life don't you ever believe 
for one moment that you're not being tormented by the spirit of Satan. The Bible says that the devil only knows one way to come in. And the Bible says when the enemy comes in, he comes in like a flood. He tries to overwhelm you. He tries to cause you to be perplexed. He tries to do things to confuse you. He tries to tell you all you have to do is make a better decision. But there's some things that do require decisions. But there's other things that require deliverance. Some of you don't understand. Your deliverance is not simply in a decision. Your deliverance is an authority over the devil. We got to cast him out. Look to your neighbor and say, cast him out. To hear this message in its entirety, visit drdanacarson.org and search for Jesus, the devil, and the kingdom of God. We know that this message was powerful and can be a blessing in your life. We would like to invite you to sow a seed into the ministry of Dr. Carson to keep messages like this on the air. This broadcast is one level of kingdom understanding, but if you want an even greater level of understanding about the kingdom and how it relates to your Christian walk, enroll in the Kingdom Bible University. Listen to this. Have you ever wanted to understand more about your faith, but could never find the time? Have you ever desired to learn more about the kingdom of God, but didn't know where to turn? At the Online Kingdom Bible University, we can help answer your questions and grow that relationship you so desperately want. The Kingdom Bible University, or KBU, is an online university that gives you short semesters, knowledgeable teachers, and other student interactions that will give you the learning atmosphere for a deeper level in God. KBU offers different programs of study, so you can choose exactly what you're looking for. Prepare for a fulfilling life in God by enrolling today in the Kingdom Bible University and watch God grow your understanding in the Kingdom of God. We invite you to participate in our open enrollment session at www.kingdombibleuniversity.com. This online university is accessible, affordable, and achievable for all walks of life. Check it out today. Before we end this broadcast, we would like to extend an opportunity for you to give your life to Christ. Please repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you now acknowledging that I am a sinner and in need of your grace. Save me, Lord. Make me clean. All that I am, all that I have, I give to you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. If you said this prayer, we celebrate with you. We invite you to join online to further your kingdom journey at therockwoi.com and click on Join Online. We would love to assist you through your new kingdom life. Now, through broadcasts like these, we are spreading the kingdom message around the world, and we would like to thank our DCKM partners for assisting in making this happen. 
Today, we would like to extend an invitation for you to join us as one of our partners as we take this kingdom message across the globe. DCKM Partners helps spread the kingdom message throughout the world by supporting through weekly prayer and monthly donations. DCKM Partners have assisted in several events and missions trips this year, including training leaders and pastors at the Kingdom Leadership Summit in Ghana. Become a DCKM Partner today at drdanacarson.org. Well, that concludes today's broadcast. Thank you for listening to the ministry of Dr. Dana Carson. Until next time, may the kingdom of God rule and reign in your hearts and minds. The preceding message by Dr. Dana Carson is made possible by DCKM Partners, assisting people to know God, make Him known to others, and spread the kingdom message around the world. Check out his website, drdanacarson.org, where you can hear much more from the kingdom voice. Become a DCKM Partner today and make a difference in the world around you at www.drdanacarson.org. DCKM. They know my son, Kingdom Ministry.